distance. I can see it. Next aid station. <laughs> <laughs> Please be warned, this episode contains two strong swear words. This is not the show's normal style, but I felt that they were necessary for artistic and dramatic context. If you are particularly offended by profanity, please note that these offending words arrive at the letter O. I have to say that if you've stumbled across this podcast and are offended by swearing, ultra running may just not be the sport for you. Hi and welcome to this bonus episode of Aid Station. It's Kev here as usual, only I thought I should help any novice ultra runners of the potential mid to backpack with a guide to the buzzwords and abbreviations within the ultra running world. For simplicity, I have formatted this in alphabetical order. Aid Station's A to Z of ultra marathon running terminology. C, D, E, A, B, C, D. Aid stations, A to Z of ultra marathon running terminology. A is for aid station, the best ultra running podcast on the planet. Oh, okay. It's for the more useful stop along your ultra way full of nutritional goodies Normally this is a tent-like structure or mountain hut full of gnarly experienced ultra types in puffer jackets. These types are prepared to do just about anything to make sure you suffer even further. They have all been on a TED talk on motivation, will force feed you their homemade food products and rub just about anything that is sore to keep you en route. B. B is for buff. This is the de rigueur item of ultra clothing that gives you your true ultra runner identity. For a simple flat piece of cloth made into a hoop, it carries a lot of kudos. Like Hoover, it is actually the name of the company that first manufactured them for intrepid types. It can be fixed to your body or fix more things to your body than you could ever imagine. It is as cool and as useful as a Swiss army knife. Never go into any mountaintop restaurant or refuge without one of these attached to you in some cool way. However, never go into a trendy London cafe with one on your head as you will just look a dick. C. C is for compulsory equipment. This is stuff like toilet paper, lubricants, both for the throat and the crutch. They should be mutually exclusive, of course, but in an emergency may have to double up. No, seriously, this covers stuff that you actually have to carry with you as part of the race rules and safety. It covers things like a compass that you have never learnt to use, a head torch that you will only use for half an hour unless you're running 100 miles, a waterproof jacket with taped seams that makes you wetter inside than it is outside, a whistle that just makes you feel safe but has no useful purpose in a howling gale off the decibel scale on a mountain top which is the only time you're going to need a whistle. D. D is for descent. 
This is the best bit about ultra running, except when you have already run 30 miles, of course. Appropriately, in the ultra alphabet, D is followed by E. E is for elevation. In ultra running, what comes down must go up. F. F is for fail running. I've no idea why this isn't in an ultra A to Z. But you just can't read anything about ultra running in the UK without fail running being mentioned. Fail running is a quirky northern sport that is even more marginal than crown green bowling. Basically, sheep farmers and people associated with sheep in Yorkshire and surrounding counties run up a hill with no route and run back down again. The fell runner wears short shorts and a running vest in all weathers because they're as hard as nails. They do not wear cool truckers' hats backwards, backpacks with a day's supply of water and nutrition, or carry poles to aid their progress. To them, tailwind is something to do with having an assisting wind or a stomach issue after drinking a dodgy pint of eel lud. As I said, no idea why fell running keeps cropping up in ultra speak. G. G is for GPX. As a newbie ultra runner, you should not go out even to the shops without one of these files downloaded onto your wrist device. This is a data file that contains your route to McDonald's or Costa Coffee. Use this file for training purposes so that you are able to follow it once you are racing. H. H is for head torch. This is a vital piece of equipment if you want to look experienced and tougher. Worn on your head, over your buff, during the daytime, this is a great look on the trails. I know a few ultra runners that have three of these lights that they keep in the boot of their car for any time they need to look good as dusk approaches. As you have to purchase a head torch to attain this look, you could use it to run through the night. But I have no idea why you would be so stupid as to do this. I. I is for interval training. This is a physical thing that you have to undertake to improve your running. It involves running, jogging or walking for say half an hour and then putting recovery intervals in the middle. As a qualified coach, I usually recommend an interval of one week. J. J is for journée. This is a name of a male elite runner that none of you need to worry about as you will never see him except of course on YouTube videos. K. K is for kit, also known as equipment, but kit is a much more hip word. Normally this would be a male thing. Blokes love new kit, gear, clobber and devices. But in ultra running, as in life, women also like new shoes and bags. I am so much in trouble for that one. <laughs> L. L is for lycra. I just don't know where we would be or look like without this wonder product. Oh, hang on. Yes, I do. Yorkshire Fail Runners. M. M is for map. Like the compass, this is something that you should always carry with you, but you never know which way up it goes. Just to keep it simple, they are printed in three different scales by two different manufacturing companies, Ordnance Survey and Harvey Maps. The favourite with race directors is the Harvey map. I think this is because it has the most useless scale of 1 to 40,000, providing contour lines at 15 metre intervals. But don't worry, 
As you are now even more confused, you don't need to learn this stuff. Just look at your GPX track on your watch. But remember to tuck your map into your front vest straps so that you look like you are a navigation god or goddess. N. N is for nutrition. This is the only reason all ultra runners undertake the sport. Why the hell else would anyone run over 30 miles off-road in a race and train hundreds of miles a month? After all, there is no pay unless you're in the top 0.2% of ultra runners. No, the reason is food, grub, fodder. You can eat as much of it as you can consume with absolutely no fat gain. Oh yes, it's given a technical sounding name like nutrition and packaged up in all sorts of fancy ways with scientific sounding formulas, but at the end of the day, ultra runners are just gut buckets. O. O is for O. It is in this alphabet because it's the most used letter in the ultra runners vocabulary. The letter O is normally followed by the letter H, as in O. This opening word is often followed by a religious reference like Jesus, God, or if you're Irish, Holy Mother of Mary. It's also used as an expression of frustration. For example, oh shit, an expression of annoyance, oh bugger it. And extreme situations are warning of impending danger. Oh fuck! P. P is for poles. These are one of the most handy pieces of equipment any ultra runner can own. Once mastered, you have to trip over them at least five times before you can call yourself a true ultra runner. In a few simple manoeuvres that involve tearing your backpack or accidentally hitting your competitors or both, you can transform yourself into a quadruped and run as fast as a stallion chasing a mare on heat. Q. Q is for quads. These are four-wheeled bikes that you see farmers riding. <laughs> Q. Q is for quads. These are four-wheeled bikes that you see farmers riding as you run through the countryside. They are also handy to commandeer when your quadriceps have been destroyed after a thousand feet of descending. R is for root recce. This is something that serious ultra runners carry out before a race. The word recce is short for reconnoiter. They do this to deliberately spoil their enjoyment of the actual race. As they have already seen the scenery, there is no form of adventure, exploration or discovery during the actual event that they have spent a week's salary on. Then why do they do this, I hear you ask? Well, they think they are going to win the event. And by seeing the route beforehand, we'll have that all-important advantage that will allow them to avoid having to make a racing dip at the finish line. S. S is for Strava. This is an app that you will need to record your distance so that you can tell any race director that their course is incorrectly measured. It is also the only way you can gain any satisfaction from how far you have run because it is the only place where anyone will be interested in what you have done. T. T is for trails. A bit like fells, trails can and far more often do form part of an ultramarathon distance run. However, trail runners are not ultra runners. Trail runners are basically apprentice ultra runners. Sometimes the words are interchanged like trail ultra or ultra trail. If you use these terms, they would have to be used where the whole distance of the ultramarathon was on trail. Americans use the word trail a lot in conjunction with ultra running. 
That is because they are mainly apprentice ultra runners. You. You is for, yes, you guessed it, of course, the word that defines our sport. Uncomfortable. V. V is for vegan. This is a trendy minimalist food cult that is saving the planet by not eating animal products. I hold this group totally responsible for all the new cow and sheep attacks that are now so prevalent on the trail. W. W is for water, also known to nerds as H2O. This is vital to personal survival during life, let alone running ultramarathons. However, you should forego this water stuff whenever possible to drink flat coke, tailwind or any other packaged liquid product because as an ultra runner you cannot possibly survive on water and normal food alone. X. In ultra speak, X is a symbol that means do not cross or pass this way. In your early ultra career, they normally mark the start of a minimum four mile or one hour detour. Y is for youth hostel. This is a place that you stay before or after a race if you can't pitch a tent, but still want to look outward bound like. Z. Z is for zigzagging. You normally see ultra runners doing this a mile from an aid station or finish of a race. They normally have no idea where they are, what their name is or which language they speak. A. Two Z. There you are. Hopefully you now have a better grasp of ultraspeak and some of its quirky terminology. This A to Z should now save you some time and make you fit in with the ultra-hip, ultra-runners. Although armed with this vitally informative information, do not get too carried away with your racing, especially out in the fells of Yorkshire if you're from the south of England. To help with your ultra running progress, get regular up-to-date news, free advice and motivation for ultra running, subscribe to the Aid Station podcast through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of your other favourite podcast libraries. You can also get Aid Station via www.aidstation.co.uk. Also, please see the show notes below for the episode to find the links to all the mentioned recommendation and events. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Aid Station and if you did, please leave a review and subscribe. In another bit of news, I've set up a Facebook page for Aid Station. It's an Aid Station ultra running community um, and it'd be great to get you along there. Please just feel free, search it up on Facebook and come along and you can then join in with the community stuff on there asking questions and get direct access to me if you want to, to talk about anything ultra. So it'd be great to see you along there. And until then, and until the next aid station comes along, keep running, enjoying your running, and I hope to see you out there on the trail soon. Bye for now.
next bloody aid station. Oh, my God.